0: Swung on and drove it to deep right It is high, it is far, it is gone Oh, that is a Stantonian home run to deep right center A three-run blast
1: Here's Donald airing it out Deep ball, separation, caught, Robbie Anderson Goodbye.
0: Welcome back to the Metro City Mentality Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Grassi. And we are back for the regular episode, if you've been tuning in. I've been doing a lot of DFS podcasts of late. Uh, just something I wanted to do. I just wanted to get into fantasy. It's something I love. I wanted to help you guys out because you give a lot of love on those posts on the DFS and fantasy posts that we do. So uh, just something I want to do. I did want to touch back in with the Jets, the Giants and the Bills, of course, this just wasn't too much to talk about. I mean, all three teams were pretty much out of the playoffs. It was kind of set in stone. They weren't really going anywhere. It was kind of getting disappointing and, Frankly, it's distressing for all three teams, but we've seen some light at the end of the tunnel, so we're going to recap a little bit. We're going to start with the Giants, and we have a very special guest today, by the way, for our Jets portion of this show, but let's start off with the Giants. Giants are now out of the playoffs after they lost to the Tennessee Titans, after they got shut out. I mean, it was just... It's, it really just sums up their their 2018 season because it, it, there was some light at the end of the tunnel for the Giants to get to the playoffs, and it just seemed like they weren't fully all in 2018. I mean, it was just one thing after another. If it wasn't the quarterback, it was the coach. If it wasn't the coach, it was the offensive line. If it wasn't the offensive line, it was the defense. It's just It was just a mess this year, and we kind of saw that on Sunday. Uh, Barkley didn't perform well for the first time. I mean, I think he's owed that much. I mean, I, I'm sure it disappointed fantasy owners. But as a Giants fan, you can't be disappointed with what he's done for you so far. I mean, the guy has been phenomenal. I mean, against the Bears in the Chicago game, you thought, oh, well, he's going to be you know terrible. It's, it's a top five defense. They've stopped everybody until now. And then he goes out there and then performs to 125 yards on the ground off of 24 carries. The, the man is a monster, and I think we can finally put to bed this whole notion that the Giants should have gone with Sam Darnold instead of Saquon Barkley. Let me tell you something. If they didn't take Barkley in the draft... It would be—I I can't even describe the situation for the Giants because it'd be so much worse. Because you think about all those games that Barkley put you in the position to win, put you in that position to be successful, and and really open up the offense. And Darnold has been inconsistent so far because he's a rookie quarterback. Maybe we've gotten a little bit more better play out of Odell Beckham or Sterling Shepard. But it's taken, and even Evan Ingram, but it's taken him so long to just adjust. And I know the weapons aren't the same with the Jets. But it's taken him so long to adjust to the NFL thus far. I mean, we finally saw a big game with him this past Sunday against the Texans. But he you have to imagine if he was on that team, he would have been benched for most a good portion of... This season, which means you would not have Barkley in there to help you out. And it's really just that same offensive weapons under Eli. And who knows if they would have even benched Eli. Maybe they would have said, no, Darnold, you're going to sit and you're going to wait and you're going to learn. And next year is your turn. And I understand they're going to need a quarterback, but it was the right decision. This kid is a game changer. He is far and above the rest of the running back situation Maybe even better than Gurley and the rest of the NFL, and he really opens up this offense to be a, a powerhouse team if they can get someone to protect their quarterback and pause and get someone for the future for that quarterback, a, f- a future franchise name for the quarterback position. I know they're bringing back Eli Manning next year. That's a smart move because you don't know what they're going to get in the draft if they can even get anything, and a lot of these names are questionable if they're even going to pick in the in the top ten with it with the selection. For a single caller. That's one. The other thing is. Maybe they can go through. I've mentioned it before. Through free agencies. Through the trade market. Maybe they do. Maybe the Raiders do put a Derek Carr up there. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater is available. I think that is the guy I've said in multiple times. I think he. With his ability to run and pass. Would be perfect in this offense. And he already loves New York. He, he wanted to stay with the Jets. And just couldn't. Because they had just drafted Sam Darnold. So. The Giants look. It is what it is. You guys tried. You put it out all. You put it out there all on the line. You came up short, and in a year that you could have taken the NFC East because this is—it's just a terrible season for all those teams except even the Cowboys have kind of been. I mean, they've picked it up at the end, but I mean, they just lost to the Colts, just got shut out. They've been inconsistent too. So it's just, it was wide open this year, but it is what it is. You move on, you wait till next year, you look forward to next year, you're gonna have a lot of cap space. Let's see what happens. As for the Buffalo Bills, I know we said it it hasn't looked good for, for a few of these teams. Not so much in the case of the Buffalo Bills. And the big reason being is Josh Allen, their quarterback. This is a guy who, just like Sam Darnold, showed his rookie mistakes. Uh, we we heard during the whole draft process that it was going to be more of nurturing with him than it was going to be with the other guys like Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen. Although Rosen, it kind of seems like he's the case of nurturing, which is is, is strange. It, it, it's kind of funny in the sense of, He was the most established quarterback coming into this draft and it just shows you you don't know what you're getting with these guys. And Josh Allen, even though he had a lot of promise, he was prone to making mistakes in college and we saw that early on. But once he came back from injury, we started to see the Josh Allen we saw in college. We started seeing him making plays with his feet. You know, he He's been phenomenal on the ground. I mean, he's like he's like Cam Newton, honestly. I mean, he's had on the ground 99 yards, 135 yards, and 101 yards. He scored 3 out of the 4 games a touchdown on the ground. He's insane. He he, he uses his feet. He's a mobile quarterback. He's and he's got the arm strength, obviously. We saw that at the combine when he just chucked the ball from the opposite, I think it was the 18 yard lane, to the opposite two yard line. I mean, the, the the man is a beast. I think next year, as a Bills fan, you really need to see. I would keep the coach. I love the coach. I think he's done a great job with the defense that he's had. So uh, you really need to focus on offense, and I think they need to put weapons around him. Right now it's more of a building year, kind of like Sam Donald with the Jets. Kind of. Baker Mayfield is a little bit different story because the Browns were like all in this year. They they added a lot of pieces. But like I said, you know, I mean, you have to be excited as a Bills fan from what you're seeing from him. And playing the Patriots this Sunday, it should be an interesting game. I mean, the last time these two faced off, the Bills almost beat the Patriots. And I know it didn't seem that close when you lose 25-6. to But going into that fourth quarter, I think it was only a one-point deficit. Oh, I, I mean... Uh, a one touchdown deficit, I should say, and they did not have their rookie quarterback there, their star quarterback in Josh Allen. So it's a little bit different this time around. I know the Patriots are good at stopping the run, but this isn't like this isn't like the Ravens what what they're doing with Lamar Jackson. This is. The play is breaking down, Josh Allen is, is making his reads, and then he's making a play with his feet. So it's going to be hard to stop that. It, I'm, I think this could be a sneaky good game, especially with the fact that Josh Gordon is now out for possibly his career with the suspension again. So it's another weapon taken away from the Patriots. Let's see how that Bills defense does. Let's see how the Patriots play this Sunday without Josh Gordon now and... I don't know if it's going to be good I mean we saw that before they had Josh Gordon at the beginning of the season and I know Julian Edelman wasn't there but it was not the same offense interesting times for the AFC East and now last but not least now I waited till last because we have a very special guest I mentioned for this part of the podcast I brought in my cousin again from Packass to break down the Jets versus Packers game this week I'm just going to go over the Jets a little bit before we get to that interview that we did yesterday now The Jets the last few weeks, it's been pretty much what you would expect from a typical Jets season. We had some high hopes at the beginning, and they got quickly dashed away as the season progressed. I didn't think much from this year. I didn't think a lot was going to happen at the beginning of the year. I thought, okay, this is going to be the year where they get Sam ready for next year. And then I fell into that same trap too. And now we've gotten to the conclusion to where we always are at, at the top of the draft boards, and that's fine, because I'm starting to see some progression from Sam Darnold. He was out for the few weeks with the leg injury, the mystery leg injury that people thought, oh, well, he's hurt. Obviously, the kid was hurt, because look what he did against the Texans. You don't think that the Jets, you don't think that Todd Bolzo has a job on the line, didn't need that performance from Sam Darnold before? And the saving grace, the best thing, out about the blessing in disguise out of all of this is the fact that after the game, Sam had said that when he sat with that injury, he was able to sit back and learn a lot more from his mistakes and learn what he should be doing and how he should be making his progressions. And we kind of saw that in this Houston game, a little bit in the Buffalo game. There wasn't too much going on in that one from Sam. The Jets pretty much got ahead early, and then it was just coasting from there. So, But in this one, where it was a back-and-forth game, you it just looked like a different quarterback back there. It seemed like a guy who's starting to get it, and I think he's taking that next step forward. And I I really want to see this game, and I want to see him do even better than last week, because he faced a tough Houston Texans Team, a a tough Texans defense, and still was able to carve it out 22 for 28 on the night. And now he's facing the Packers. They do have Aaron Rodgers on offense, but defensive wise, they're not as established as they are with their signal caller. So I kind of want to see a better game. I know everybody's saying, well, he went 22 for 28. What else do you want him to be perfect? No. But he had, I think it was about 250 yards on the game. So I want to see something more than that, and I want to see, I want to see at least three touchdowns in this game if he can. I, I, I want to see, I just want to see the same progressions and same looks and timing that he had with his receivers. I want to see that in this game. I want to see the promise because we've only seen it in, in spurts this year, and I need some consistency from him to go into next year and say okay. This is, this is it. We're, we're good to go. Now let's build around him. Let's get him his top receivers, and let's get out there. Let's, let's fight in this AFC East, which isn't too hard to do. But let's take down the Patriots. It's time. It's time. They have a lot of young defensive stars, and now it's time to improve that offense, finally, and have this Jets team be successful. Now, I don't know what the coaching aspect is going to look like. We'll touch on all these teams at the end of the season since we're only two weeks away and go over what changes they've made in the coaching staff, maybe some last minute changes on the roster at the end of the season. And we'll come back to it and discuss what the future looks like for these teams. But I know Todd Bowles is going to be gone. The only thing I'm worried about next season for Sam Darn is the fact whatever coach comes in, what's the offensive playbook going to look like does sam have to learn another offense again and send him back another year i think they're going to come in and just try to build off of what he did this year and try to see if they can maybe implement a few things to make it a, a little bit easier a little bit better and stronger so we'll see what happens in terms of this game listen the jets are number three in the draft right now as of where they're ranked If they lose, they're going to go higher, which means they're probably going to win this game because in true Jets fashion, you have nothing else left to play for. Of course, you're going to win to put you at a worse spot in the draft, but that's fine. You know what? I just want to see progression from Darnold. So either way, if we get a win and we get a loss, I will be happy because either way, it's something and that's what I need. And I, I expect a good game this week because the Packers are not the same Packers team that we've seen. So... It should be interesting, especially the fact that the Packers still not have not gotten a road win yet, so they're going to have to come into MetLife and try to do that against this Jets team who played hot last week against Houston and probably are still ready to face these Packers, but I don't want to get too much into it because we're going to talk about it with our next guest, and here it is, the interview we had with Tom Grassi from pack and we now welcome in our next guest to the program before the touted Clash of the Titans matchup we have this week. We have brought in my cousin again, Tom Grassi from Podcast. You can check him out on YouTube, Google Play Music. You can check him out on SoundCloud, iTunes, a million other places that I can't even name. Um, and he also has his new uh, comedy album, Allergic to Fun, that you can check out in stores now. Tom, welcome back to the program. Thanks for thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Uh, and Clash well, of the Titans, it's it's more like, you know, a toilet bowl, but I, I appreciate the optimism <laughs> in that either of us are gonna be content with what we're gonna see on Sunday.
0: Uh yeah, that's that's more of um appropriate term for it, I would say. Um but hey, you know what? Clash of the Titans, I mean, you get some of those bad matchups where it turns out to be a good game, so you know, we'll see yeah. what happens.
1: It could be, it could, it could blow us all away and be the game of the year. It won't be. No, but, you know, it would, we could at least have the hope.
0: <laughs> that's all we can hold on to now.
1: Uh, Drew, so. Trust me, uh, that's all I've been holding on to for the past month.
0: <laughs> that's whole. That's what Jets fans have been holding on to for the last decade, at least. <laughs>
1: You'll always have those AFC Championship games. At, at least
0: we have that. At least we have that. There's there's some some bad memories mixed in there, but at least we have the AFC Championships to hold us on for another decade or so. Now, the last time you were here, we we've downsized a bit. Um, it's a solo one man band. We've we had to downsize the studio a bit too due to the budget cuts. We're actually working out of a boom closet right now. But good news is we have a new co host joining the fold, Kevin the Mole Rat. So. We got some new life on the podcast, and I forgot to mention on that long resume that you have new NBC analyst. Uh,
1: uh, Analyst is a strong word. (laughs) Guy who randomly appeared on NBC for two minutes for a promo. I don't know how you make that sound good, but yeah, I'll take that. (laughs) I
0: mean, eventually maybe we'll get there. I mean, it's heading that way.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we'll kind of see how it goes, you know. Before, Before, uh, I, I'm just going to continue to do stuff out of my basement. And if I end up on national television again, cool.
0: <laughs> Before we get into the game, I have to ask you, you started off interviewing fans, and now you're the one that's being interviewed now. How does it feel for your story to almost come full circle now?
1: <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's always interesting. I, I, every time I either talk to a fan, which or, is or every week, or, you know, interviewed for whatever show it is next, I kind of like both sides of it. I'm not going to lie, I like being a guest because I don't have to do anything. I just have to talk. (laughs) Like, you know, if I have a guest on, I got to do prep work and, you know, find out all about them. But now I just get to sit here in my pajamas and pretend I know what I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) There you go. But I have to say, it's been a, a great ride for you. I'm thrilled to see your success, and I can't wait to see what happens for you in the future.
1: Yeah, it's been—it's uh, definitely been an interesting few years, and uh, n- nothing that I could have ever anticipated. But we're—I'm uh, I- really just kind of—I'm here for the ride, and whatever happens, happens.
0: Well, speaking of unanticipated and wild rides. The New York Jets, the four and ten New York Jets, are facing the five and eight and one Packers this week. It's been a wild ride throughout the season for the fa- for Packers fans. You started off the season on a Sunday night against the Bears, and Rodgers, his first game back after missing most of last season due to injury, comes in. He gets hurt in the second quarter. All you Packers fans are you're you're, you're in misery. You're like, this is it. It's the end of the season. He's done. And Packers fans are thinking, well, here we go. You know, when he comes back in. He, this is another Rogers situation, and he saves the day. And you guys end up winning the game, and you're like, okay, this is our year. This is where we go forward and take the the NFC uh, north, and we pick up uh, what we did a couple years ago. And it just never seemed to be that way. You guys just had so many speed bumps along the road. Even after the Rams game, you started to think, maybe here's a turnaround. So my question to you is, what do you think caused all this? How did we get here?
1: That's a great question. Um, <laughs> there's so many answers to that. Uh, I think there's 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 so many there's so many problems right now with the, the Green Bay Packers, and this has stemmed back. God, you could go back to even 2011. I would argue the 15 and one season where you know our offense was unstoppable. Our defense was non-existent, but it didn't. We didn't. It didn't care because we were putting up, you know, thirty-five points a game. So it, it really made no difference. The problem is, is, we never really got that defense, and we've obviously made it to two NFC Championship games since twenty eleven, and that's all well and good. Um, but I think it's uh, a number of things, like bad draft picks. I think has definitely. Right. Really hurt this team. You know, we've traded away first rounders. You know, Dayton Jones isn't on the team anymore. You know, Quentin Rollins just got released. I don't think he ever actually played with the Cardinals. He was a second rounder. We traded away Demarius Randle to the uh, to the Browns. And, you know, he, he seems like he's doing okay there. Uh-huh. Yeah, ha-ha Clinton Dix, which he's doing as expected in Washington and not doing well. And, and it's just kind of, it's all of these things, uh, years and years and years of, they haven't been the greatest draft picks. Throw on top of that, the offensive uh, kind of play calling has been stagnant. I would argue since, you know, 2014, it's it's really kind of not been good. Um, McCarthy, I think, is a great coach, but it was definitely time for him to leave in that it has gotten stagnant. I'll never forget last year playing against the Panthers and... You know, just, like, the fact that Cam Newton can figure out what plays on defense that we were calling, you know, that's why we got rid, finally, of Dom Capers. I just think that for so long we've in Green Bay, we've been kind of just content with mediocrity. And, you know, with the new GM, uh, with Brian Gutenkunz, I think that is changing. You know, he's really kind of bringing some accountability to the team. Um, But throw on top of that, you know, we are losing veterans. We're losing guys like Jordy Nelson, you know, in that... Randall Cobb is constantly injured and that Aaron Rodgers didn't even play his best season, even though like you look at those numbers and they're like, oh my God, that's incredible. But I think we've gotten into a point where, you know, you look at any elite quarterback in the game today and while they are the center of that team, they can't be the only good, good guy on that team. And I feel like we relied on Aaron Rodgers for so long to be that guy the one like you just said for the Bears game like he's he's going to save us he's always going to bring us back you know 2 years ago with running the table that was all Aaron Rodgers who literally was like okay I'm going to put the team on my back and I'm going to get us to the NFC championship game and I think that teams have one figured that out and two it's unrealistic to expect him to do that year in and year out
0: yeah you kind of said it something that hit me when you said that um you know McCarthy maybe it was his time, he is a good coach. I mean we've seen this situation before with other teams where it's just it becomes the same thing, it becomes stale, it doesn't work, Tom Coffin with the Giants, Andy Reid with the Eagles. We hear it every year with Mike Tomlin with the Steelers, it's only a matter of time before that situation happens. And maybe it was just a time for a change. With Aaron Rodgers though, I mean he's he's had <laughs> He's had a rough season. Do you think, because you did say there's a lot of moving pieces, do you think that the fact that they lost two offensive linemen last year and his best weapon in Jordy Nelson, arguably, do you think that played a factor also into this season?
1: Sure. I don't think maybe the offensive linemen that we lost last year um, is that big of a deal. But our offensive line was also you know, a rotating door this year in that people were constantly out for injury, so Rodgers was constantly you know, fighting for his life and, and constantly scrambling, getting knocked down. We were the most sacked team in the NFL this season, and I'm pretty sure we've been that way. I just saw a stat about this, too. For the past, like, four years, we've wow. been the most sacked team on third down. And, you know, it's just it's incredible that no matter who you have in the backfield, you know, they're if they can't all have any time to throw the ball, they're not going to do well. Now, I I don't want this to sound like I'm putting the responsibility on everyone else because, to be completely honest, Aaron Rodgers did not have his best season. The guy obviously only threw two interceptions, which is great, but, you know, it it wasn't an Aaron Rodgers-like season. And, you know, I think that's a mix of a couple of things. I think it's everything that we've talked about. And the guy, like, you know, I hate to say it, he's getting older. You know there's potential that, you know, it's he's he, I don't know if he's ever going to get back to, you know, that that oh my god, he literally can just put the team on his back, but I think he's still a pretty damn good quarterback and one of if not the best one in the NFL. I just think there there needs to be a team around him and it can't just be the Aaron Rodgers show.
0: It's crazy to think when you say, you know, he's not he possibly might not be that guy again to put the team on his back you know after that huge week one game against the Bears it's just crazy to see what's transpired from then to now but it happens to the best of us I still think personally he's still one of the greatest quarterbacks maybe he will go down when it's all said and done as the greatest to ever play the game and I still think he can do it at an elite level but like you said, they're going to need some other pieces around him. It's not just him. It's not going to be one of those situations where it was like Peyton Manning with the Colts where he's just going to put the team on his back and go to work.
1: Yeah, and again, like he he's done that for, for since 2000 and 2010 obviously his defense, you know, we were turnover machines, but ever since 2011, he has done that every single time that he has played and he's put the team on his back and he's led us into the playoffs. And except obviously last year he was injured, but right. you know, it, it's It's, again, unrealistic to think that he could do that every single year, nonstop, without putting a team around him to help him out. And so once we do that, you know, I have no doubt that he is still an elite player. It's just we got to help the guy out a little bit.
0: Of course, of course. And I'm sure they will in this offseason. It'll be an interesting offseason for the Packers. But while we're in this season... Let's talk about this matchup. I have to say, it's crazy to say it, but it's almost a similar road for the Jets that they had this season the way the Packers had, it. because they had a huge win on Monday night against the Lions in Week 1. Sam Darnold played adequately, adequately, and you're thinking as a Jets fan, you already got the high hopes going because you're a Jets fan, and that's what you sell for the Jets. They sell hope to their fans, and ultimately ends with that you know, that bumpy roller coaster of a rookie season quarterback. Now, last week, it was a little bit different with the Jets nearly beating a good Houston Texans football team. So, initially, when I saw this game on the slate at the beginning of the year and I asked if you could come on, I thought this would be a blowout. I said, okay, we'll have some fun, but they're definitely going to get destroyed. But in this wacky, crazy world we call the NFL, that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So, what do you expect will happen in this matchup?
1: Yeah, I thought the same exact thing when I saw this. I was like, cool, I get to watch the Packers win, like, in right, person. This right. is great. Um,
0: oh, but, you're going to the game.
1: Yeah, I still haven't bought tickets because they keep on <laughs> dropping, which is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so, this really helps my wallet out. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy that I literally have no idea what's going to happen on Sunday. I think the Packers should win, but then again, they should have beaten the Cardinals. You know, they, they're, <laughs> there's so <laughs> many games... That I was like, oh, we got this, yeah. and we did. So I, I think you know Aaron Rodgers is supposed to play. You know, all indications are saying that he is going to play. Right. Um, and so that being said, if Rodgers plays, I think the Packers do win. Our defensive line is just a shell of its former self. Mike Daniels is on IR. We just put Kenny Clark on IR. Um, you know, we it, it's a it's a hot mess right now. But I think Devontae Adams obviously still wants to set records. He's having a Pro Bowl year, and like Aaron Rodgers is having a Pro Bowl year. Um, I I think the Packers should win this one, Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer just because we are so injured on defense. But I, I think, I hope the Packers are able to come away. We haven't won a road game yet this season. But and the, I mean, the Jets played decently well at home, so you know at least they they put up some good fights. So I think uh, I think the Packers should come away with one, get our first and only home win. I'm uh, uh, sorry, away win of the season, and uh, finish the game, finish the season up next week at Lambeau.
0: I mean, the Jets are good at giving up first. I mean, they gave up the first win to the Browns this season, so you guys you might go. have a chance.
1: There you go. Yeah, listen, but the Browns are better than us right now. True, true.
0: (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought at the beginning of the year that the Browns would have a better record than the Packers?
1: Just like everyone predicted.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Now, what does this win mean for you personally? Because I know you've had some trouble in the past with some Jets fans. So do you want this more than a normal Packers fan?
1: No, I don't don't think so. I mean, like, listen, the last time that I went to – a god, a Jets game. That was the nine nothing game, mm-hmm. and it was thrilling.
0: Thrilling,
1: God, just put me out of my misery. It was so bad, and and Jet fans like have an affinity of being complete toolboxes. But I feel like at, <laughs> I feel like at this point, like you know, when I go to MetLife, they they really is no trash talk that they could possibly do because like guys, we both suck. Like there's nothing. It, right. It's who sucks more. So. I I really don't care. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to winning, you know, a lot of Packer fans are currently, you know, they want to tank because they want, you know, we currently could, if we lose out and a bunch of things fall our way, get the number three spot. That's as high as we could go in the draft, uh, which I know you guys currently hold.
0: Right. And (laughs) in similar Jet fashion, I'm sure that um, the Jets will screw that up too by, uh, you know, letting you guys uh, lose this game.
1: Yeah, but but I mean, I think, win this game, sorry. Yeah, the thing I want is that you know I, I never want to watch my team lose. I just, I understand. You know, you'll get a better draft pick, and, and I'll help out the future of your team and, and whatnot. But like, I'm not going to pay money to go and, and watch a game and hope that my team loses. Yeah. And I'm not going to turn on my TV. if the team loses. The team loses. So. You know, I, I want to win, but in the back of my mind, if we wind up losing on Sunday, it's not the worst thing in the world.
0: Right, right, and that's that's the way to look about these things. Now, I have to I have to say, I, I'm curious how this turns out because Sam Darnold, the way he played last week, finally, I've been waiting for this the whole season. Is he going to take that next step forward? And he started to look like it. He was working through his progressions, and he's getting the ball out. And there was a lot at the beginning of the season during the time of the draft. Darnold had gotten some comparisons with certain players. One comp that kept coming up was Aaron Rodgers from a number <clears throat> of analysts. I'm curious, being a longtime Packers fan, since you've seen Rodgers for so long, is there is there anything that you see in Sam that relates to Rodgers? And what do you think the future is for the Jets' touted rookie?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think that the way that the Jets handled Darnold this season was just they went all the wrong way. in Terrible, doing. terrible. And I just, I, I get the fact that they got value for Teddy Bridgewater, but I I think that, I don't want to say Aaron Rodgers isn't Aaron Rodgers unless he sits behind Brett Favre for three years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that, but I don't think anybody could argue that that sure as hell helped. Yeah. And the fact that you guys literally just threw him into the fire, and you had a competent starting quarterback yeah. who at least could have started the first six games, you know. And if you go zero six, you throw the rookie in and you see what he can do. Yeah. But I think the fact that you you put that kind of pressure on a rookie to begin with, and this happens in a bunch of different uh, on a bunch of different teams, and I would argue most of the time it doesn't work out well. Mm. But that being said, when it comes to Darnold. And kind of just the the limited kind of stuff that I've seen on him, you know, like the the big thing that points out to me is the first game against the the Lions. How, if I'm not mistaken, his first throw wasn't at a pick six. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. True Jets so, fashion. Yeah, of course. So that that being said, though, like he didn't the the poise that he showed and not letting that bother him. That that I think is something that is it's very difficult to teach. And if he is able to keep that throughout his career, I think that is a really useful skill that he's going to carry with him in the fact that you see so many of these either rookie or, you know, backups or what have you that, you know, they, they get startled and they get startled easily. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll throw a pick and they'll be like, well, that's, that's it, you know, and we're, we're, we're done and, you know, it's going to, it's going to be bad the rest of the game and whatnot. So I think that that kind of confidence that he has and the fact that now that he has started multiple games, I think that it's, it's good experience for him. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to say he's going to take you know the, the Patrick Mahomes kind right. of step next season. But I think also the fact that you guys, you don't have that number one wide receiver. You haven't had a tight end in God knows how long. I think if, it's similar to a Rodgers situation is once you give him weapons he'll be able to develop with a young wide receiver or a young tight end or help, you know, get someone else besides Bilal Powell back there yeah. or well back there, you know, give him something to rely upon and then you could move forward. But I think you have to build the pieces around him and a good start for that is to give him a threat to throw the ball to.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like you said, it was a bad situation when it first started. I mean, it, w- it wasn't ideal for the fact that you have a coach that's on the end of a short leash, the GM is working with uh, working at a discount dollar, so to say, just because there weren't many weapons, because you can't find many weapons. They're hard to find in terms of receiver. I mean, receivers are a dime a dozen, but the good ones they don't go anywhere. That's why Amari Cooper, went, you know, was gone for a first round pick. That's why the Cowboys had to pay up for him. So yeah. I think he can take that next next step forward, but I think it was a lot harder for him because he had so much pressure. Like, okay, here's the keys to the Ferrari, go get him, kid. And yeah. he was thrown into a situation where it's okay. He, you got Jermaine Curse, you got uh, Terrell Pryor out there. Good luck, you know. And sure. the fact that obviously Jeremy Bates is not the greatest offensive coordinator you want teaching your quarterback. So I think. With the confidence and poise that he's had, because there's been some frustrating moments where I'm waiting for him to be like a Sanchez, and he's just going to, you know, just look confused out there, and um, completely, <laughs> exactly, completely, <laughs> completely gone, and he, he just hasn't, it's kind of frustrating as a Jets fan, because you're like, you know, get angry, and he's not, he's just calm, he's confident, he, And it's good, I think, the fact that he was able to sit from this injury because when he came back in in this Texans game, he even said, I benefited watching somebody else throw. I benefited because I was able to see, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. So I think during this offseason, I think it will definitely benefit Jet fans and the Jets organization for Darnold to at least calm, relax, learn what he did wrong, learn from his mistakes, and come back and have a fresh season next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I do, for some reason, I, the the NFL thinks it's rocket science, that you have these, like, you know, 20, 21-year-old kids who are coming fresh out of college. Yeah. It's an adjustment. You know, there are very few people that can come straight out of college, first game, and set the world on fire. Yeah, You know, it, it just it doesn't really happen, or it's not able to be sustained, right? And so I, I think the fact, like, I think you made a good point of, him just sitting behind and just watching someone else throw the ball or just having an off season just to study more and kind of get used to the role, I, I think is going to be very beneficial for him.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting look next season. I didn't think they would, they would go far this season. I just wanted to see him progress so that way next season we were ready to go. But we'll see what happens with him. Uh, before you go, I, I had to ask this though. Um, there was a debate that went on first take uh, several weeks ago about if Rodgers had Belichick instead of McCarthy as his head coach. Maybe we'll see that if Tom Brady does retire this year. That would be an interesting case. But now they there was this debate saying, would it be the same situation? It sparked a lot of opinions and controversy. I know when I heard it, I had to hear what you had to say on the matter. How would have a marriage between Rodgers and Belichick would have worked?
1: Now... Caveat to your question because I've had an exact conversation like that with Patriots fans. Um, Do you mean like Aaron Rodgers is on the Patriots, like in that? No,
0: no, no. I just mean if Belichick had come over, he Belichick transfers Ah. his system with the Packers. Yeah, and also in the fact you got to bring into the fact that you know Bill Belichick, he has underrated defenses each season. Whenever they go to the, the Super Bowl.
1: Oh yeah! There's... They they turned these dumpster people mm-hmm. fresh off the street to be like, "Oh hey, like you were you were begging for change last week, but now you're going to be <laughs> you know our a star cornerback." And they're like, "Oh okay, cool."
0: Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, I think it was Malcolm Jenkins. I believe oh, it
1: was
0: bu- Butler. Malcolm Butler. That's who it was. I mean, he's a perfect example.
1: Yeah, and it's just like here you go. Now you're going to make the the biggest play of your life, and then you're going to sit at the Super Bowl too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. it, it – yeah, I think there, there's no doubt that Bill Belichick and the system that he has created in New England. If you put Aaron Rodgers in that system, whether it's in Green Bay or whether it's in New England, right. he is a far better uh, quarterback and puts up better numbers than Tom Brady. And Tom Brady said just as just as much, mm-hmm. and that he said like he would double like all of my stats and what have you. And I think it's just because again, Bill Belichick. I think is the greatest NFL coach of all time. Of and that's coming from a Vince Lombardi guy. But the the way that he is able to just see the game and break it down is just incredible. And he gives, he puts those players in the absolute best positions to succeed. And that's why like his offensive coordinators, his, his players that after new England, they usually don't do well. You know, you see having uh, was it Bill O'Brien in, in the Texans? He is the first head coach to actually have an overall winning record since the Jets head coach yeah. in 2000 who served under Belichick. So that is two out of at least 10 coaches <laughs> who have had overall winning records after they've left New England and Belichick. And it's strange
0: so, because you also see with these good head coaches, usually the tree, it transcends and it just it kind of trickers off. And then they, they do well. I mean, look at Andy Reid's tree. You've Andy Reid,
1: yeah, no, you're 100 percent correct. It's not that like it's Belichick. Mm-hmm. It is, and that's what I was talking about. Like everyone's talking about Josh McDaniels potentially coming to the Packers this off and I'm like, you're you're not you're not getting Belichick. <laughs> like I think, like you saw what he did in Denver, and yeah. I am not a fan of what he did in Denver. He had really bad player relations. Mm-hmm. He, you know, was fired uh, a year and a half into his four year contract. When he went with the Rams to be the offensive coordinator, they were like, you cannot touch our personnel. Like, You have nothing to do with that. And the Rams were the worst in the league, like, it, the offense in the league. So I think, I think that the, the team that they've assembled and the system that they've assembled in New England is incredible. And Bill Belichick is 100% responsible for that. And that's not to say that Tom Brady is a bad quarterback. Tom Brady is the most accomplished quarterback of all time. Of course, that's 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 without argument. Yeah, but
0: and it hurts as a Jets fan to say that. But after that Falcons sure. game, I have to admit it.
1: It's just there, but there's no. You cannot. I was having this argument with a Patriots fan on my show. Is that you cannot tell me that Bill Belichick isn't responsible for ninety percent of your success? Because you look at guys who are able, like Matt Castle, is able to leave them to an eleven-five or eleven-and-five season. Yeah. And then you have, you know, other guys like Garoppolo who were able to come in and even, uh, what was it, Dorsett who came in. And yeah, <laughs> for Garoppolo
0: who got hurt. And they still went 4 and four all. And and think. St-
1: yeah, they still do well. Yeah. And I think that is just giving credit to Bill Belichick and the system he's created. So you put Aaron Rodgers in that, oh, God, he's putting up all the numbers. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's crazy to think, and especially with the record, I mean, you think about what Philip Dorsett and Jimmy Garoppolo, what Aaron Rodgers, what their records would have been. And they've had some good ones. I mean, usually they're 11-5, they're 12-4. and 4. I mean, it's insane. Although, it would have been a different situation. It's not the AFC East. You're not facing two, three terrible teams, you know, six times a year. You're facing, you know, the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings. So, it would have been interesting to see. Maybe it will happen eventually. But, who knows? I... I I think it would. Ju- I think it was just um, something different that we don't really talk about in the NFL, and I just had to bring it up to you.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I don't think he's ever leaving. I, I think that even if Brady leaves, he's he's not going to leave New England, or you know, like I think he's just going to be a New England guy, and like and that will be it. Um, I, I don't see him going to another team. But hey, I also thought the Packers were going to be good this year. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean. You never know in this wacky, crazy world that we call the NFL, and that's why it's one of the greatest games ever. Very true. Uh, Tom, I want to thank you for coming. Um, for those who want to listen more to Tom, you can hear him on podcasts. Again, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you can check him out also on SoundCloud, on Google Play Music, pretty much everything. Any place you can think of, he's on there, P-A-C-K-A-S-T. You can also check out him at com and his new comedy album that is out in stores, Allergic to Fun. Tom, thanks again, and good luck on Sunday. Hopefully you get those tickets. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll get them, no they Thanks again for having me, Joe.
0: Thanks, man. Have a good one. That was a fun interview we had with Tom Grassy. I want to thank him for coming on again, and also... If you want to check us out, check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We post all different stuff. I did not get to do a DFS podcast this week between the holidays and focusing on the interview. I figured we push that off a week. I will try to post something if I can for this weekend in terms of just picks you guys might want to look out for. And then next week we will do another DFS podcast. And at the end of the season... In a couple weeks, we will go over Black Monday, all the coaches that got eliminated, got cut, and what we think for the future is for our Giants, Jets, and Buffalo Bills. Also, please remember to give us a like, a share, a follow. We love to hear from you guys. And most importantly, as we go out, just remember, if it ain't Metro City, it's going to be mental. We'll see you next time.